Hello, welcome to this time that we'll have together. My name is Mariana, if we haven't met, and I'm so glad that you're here. We're about to spend a very special time together. Pastor KJ is here bringing in a message about the name of God. This whole uh, series that we started last week about God's name is such a profound series, and I encourage you, if you didn't listen to the previous sermon, go back and listen to that because we're going to be building this big picture of who God is, and I'm really excited for the message you're about to listen to uh, right now. And after the message, stick around because Pastor Bruce is here today. It's his first time with us, and we're going to have this conversation with Pastor KJ following his message and exchanging our thoughts and insights and asking questions. So here's KJ. Enjoy. Hello there. Um, so I'm going to begin by saying a prayer for our time uh, because although the people that are, uh, are exposed to the sermon are in all these different times and different places and different services, there's something about the actual time that this is happening. And so I'm, I'm going to say a prayer. God, thank you for being here. Thank you for being in all the various places uh, that this is being heard now. God, I pray you bring peace. God, I pray that you speak truth. God, I pray that something happens now um, that cannot be foreseen. God, surprise us. Uh, in Christ I pray. Amen. All right, so I'm going to just begin by kind of being vulnerable as I typically do and say, like, I am, I, I, I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm intimidated. I feel unprepared, but I'm very prepared. Um, I feel like I have butterflies just brewing inside of me and they're giving birth to other butterflies. So, so it isn't just, there's butterflies in my stomach. Um, just because the things that are at hand feel very, very bold and beautiful and good. And uh, if there ever is a topic um, that excites uh, who I am, it's the topic of God's identity, character, and his very name. Uh, and our, our church is doing a whole sermon series about this idea that God has a name. And that, it, 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 that isn't just simply calling God, God. Uh, in fact, like the idea of God being God, it's, it's more of a descriptor than his, his, the actual title that you call him. Like God has a specific name. And I think this is important because I got to be honest, like there are those times that, that I'm talking to people or I'm, I'm, I'm exposed to different people groups who say they're following God or talking about God or saying God did something or God's going to do something or this. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I don't think the both of us follow the same God. Um, the God I follow doesn't do that. Or the God I, I, I get really passionate about doesn't say that. The, the God I know very intimately in the depths of my soul 
does not seem to be the same God that they are following. I mean, like, think about it. Like the KKK, they say their whole foundation is on God. Really? I mean, who, who is God and who is the God of the KKK? And then over time, think about the different people groups who say that they follow God, but it seems as if they're following the polar opposite of who God is. Or think about the idea of the term God. Everyone seems to follow this different God and the paradox of, of just like this idea that the Christian God and the Jewish God, the beginning of humankind, it's said that God created people in his, in the image of God, right? Like in his, in his image. But it seems that over time, it's been the opposite. People are creating God in their image. And, and depending on the agendas that they have, the things that they believe, the concepts um, that they are going for, the, the ideals and the culture, they create their own gods and follow them, but it's all under this umbrella of God. And so it brings us to this thing of like, who is God? Who is God? And there is this, there's this biblical concept that the, the thing that you call someone, the, the very name that they have is the definitive of that person or of that thing. It's their name. And God actually has a name. And this is important. Pastor Allen just got done during the doing the sermon series about like um, setting up the context that, 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 that God himself, he says, here's who I am. And how he said it, it was really beautiful. And he said, and, and Pastor Allen built this whole thing up and he told the story about how God came and he said, I am Yahweh, I am Yahweh. And, and, and how Pastor Allen said it gave me goosebumps. At that point in time that he said it during his sermon, somebody on the service on the internet, they typed there in the chat said, tell me the thing that Yahweh means. And I on purpose didn't say anything. I was avoiding the question. And the person sitting by me, he said, hey, aren't you going to answer the question? And I turned to her and I was like, I can't. And it isn't that I can't, but I could, and I could give a very simple answer. But to give the true answer, I really can't. And so this whole thing that I'm about to do is going to be like this half an hour attempt to answer that. But at the end, probably I'm going to say I couldn't do it. And that's the goal. Instead. Instead of, I think I did a great job packaging the identity of God. In fact, here's the challenge. I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can. And I'm going to fall really, 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 really short. Because I follow a God who cannot be explained. Whew. So, 
I'm excited. I feel like I have butterflies inside and they're giving birth to other butterflies because this whole thing is going to unfold. So today's passage is from the book of of Exodus chapter 34, verse five through seven. Here it is. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, the gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. So this, that's our passage for today. It's very simple. It's very precise, but this is God proclaiming who he is. And he's like, the Lord, the Lord, compassionate, slow to anger, yada, yada, yada. But our goal today is to focus on the first two things that God says about himself. That's the Lord, the Lord. And so as Pastor Allen talked about during his past sermon, so if you haven't seen it, please go back. They all hold hands and hinge upon each other. But the term here is the actual spelling of how God calls himself, Yahweh, Yahweh, or Yahweh, or you just don't say it. You don't say it because some people say it can't be said. Or, and so, so God is coming and he's passing through and passing by and saying, Yahweh, Yahweh, slow to anger, compassionate, all the attributes, Yahweh. And, and, and to kind of paint this brief picture of he's speaking in the sound of the thunder. He's in a cloud on the top of Sinai People down at the bottom are terrified of the things that they see happening up there. There's fire and clouds and the sound, like, and God is saying his name, Yahweh, Yahweh, or so it's said. So that's very easy to talk about. You say, okay, so how do you interpret the thing that he's saying? Okay, so he's saying he is the God, Yahweh. What does it mean? And it's very easy to say. So on the very surface, the thing that it says is, I am. He is the God I am. And and some people at that point are going to hit the pause button and say, that's who God is. He is, I am. And that is cool. That is 100% true. However, here's, here's the thing I'm going to kind of touch on for just a bit. If, if someone comes and says, who is Pastor KJ? And then if someone says, so, so the thing he, he actually is, so it isn't KJ, it's Kenneth James. Wow. Okay. That's who KJ is. And then, then some people will say, but tell me the thing that Kenneth symbolizes. Here's the thing. It's handsome. Okay. So it's handsome. That's the thing that Kenneth, <laughs> that's what it means. It means handsome. And so, so if someone said, who is Pastor KJ? And then it's like, so I will tell you who it is. First of all, Kenneth James. And then if you get down to the heart of it, handsome. 
that is nothing about me, right? Like, like that has not even begun to experience. I don't even know if that's true. However, the, there is who am I? And the thing that God is doing, he's, he's passing through saying, Yahweh, 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 like, goof. And, um, and, 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 and the identity of that is I am. However, this is be, at the beginning of a journey that, that the Hebrew people are about to go on in the desert for 40 years that God is going to show him, show them who he is because he is, I am. And so the whole journey following is I'm going to show you who I am is, right? So this is the beginning. I'm kind of circling the I am thing and say, it goes a lot deeper than this because his, because the whole thing is Hebrew and Hebrew goes down, 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 down. So, so, so anytime someone who is a a Jewish scholar is going to study a biblical text, there are four different things that are going to happen to that biblical text to come to a point that at the end, it's like, so, so I hit the point. Like, I think I'm starting to experience it. So, so the, at the very top, so someone is going to approach this Hebrew text and they have this perception called Peshat. I'm going to spell that up here like this. P-A-C-H-A-T. And Peshat, that, that is the simple. And the simple, so, so if I approach this idea of how do you interpret Yahweh, and I would say on the very simple, on the very surface, it's going to be I am. And that's 100% true. That's 100% the truth of who God is. However, a Hebrew scholar is going to say, but it's time for remez. And that's to go a bit deeper than that because Hebrew is deeper. It keeps bringing you down. But, but on the surface, it's 100% true. So remez is... Um, it's called like hints. It's to go beyond. Okay, so here it's taking this idea simply of God passes by and he says, Yahweh, 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 and it's interpreted, I, I am. But then to go a bit deeper and to say, but who is he talking to? He's talking to the Hebrew people, he's talking to the prophet Moses, right? And, and who was he? And how did he get to the place that he's there before God himself and God is speaking in the sound of thunder? He had been born in the, the Egyptian culture. He was brought up to be a pharaoh. He was born into this like pantheon of God. Gods. And so, 
So this prophet had grown up being a part of this culture that he was taught there are gods for everything. And for all things that exist, there are gods. And these gods have names. And according to the things that they are called, it's the God that they, uh, the thing that they oversee and the thing that they do. You have the sun god. You have the god of the bugs, the god of the cows. You have the gods of people. I mean, like there are gods for everything that the Egyptians have. And this particular prophet grew up in that. That was his exposure. And he did not have anything else until he did not have those gods. But here's, here's the important thing. According to the things that they are called is the things that they do and achieve. And so, so think about this. The prophet Moses is finding himself pursuing God, trying to find like, who am I? And he comes across this burning bush that's calling out to him. You know, like, like, come here, come here, take off the shoes. This is holy ground. And so then the burning bush and the God of the burning bush begins to, to kind of like tell him the plans that he has for the, the, the Hebrew people that are held captive by the Egyptian empire. And he's like, I've heard the call of the people. I'm going to set them free. And the thing that, that the prophet at this point says is like, yeah, but who are you? And the thing that he isn't saying is, how do I just call you? Like, like tell me how the two of us can hang out. He's coming at it from this Hebraic idea that by the thing that you that you are called, that is the thing that you are the God for and the God, the God of. Uh, tell me the thing you do. Tell me the things that you achieve. So who are you? And, and probably the thing he's expecting is the God of the burning bush is probably some of the gods that he had encountered as far as the Egyptian pantheon goes. Who are you? And the thing that's cool is, so in Hebrew, the thing that you are called is the essence of who you are. And so the Hebrew people have this like, this like saying that if there is a dog that does not do the thing a dog does, but it pretends to be a duck, so, so if this dog can somehow quack and beyond that, if the dog can be up and go like this compared to on fours and it's doing all the things that a duck is doing, then although it's a dog, it's actually a duck because you are the things you do compared to the thing you are. And so, so to say you are, it's defining the things that you do. And so, so to ask this burning bush, who are you? The thing he's kind of saying is, what do you 
do? Who should I say sent me? Tell me the things you do. What are you the God of? And the thing that God says here is, I am, I am, Yahweh, Yahweh, right? I am, I am, Yahweh, Yahweh. However, Ramez, it goes beyond the I am. It's this idea of Yahweh, it goes in the past, it's in the present, and it goes ahead into the things to come. And so although it is the I am, he is, I have done the things I have done. I am what I am, and I will do what I will do. This is important because to the thing that's being brought up, it's what do you do? And he's saying, the thing that defines who I am, it's I do whatever I will do. And I am that God. You see what's happening here? It just goes beyond I am. It's I am who I am. I have done what I have done and I will be what I will be. I am, I am. Yahweh, Yahweh. Compassionate, slow to anger, Yahweh. There's power in this. And he says then, go and say, Yahweh has sent you. This is brilliant. So, but if you go beyond, we have to go beyond because the Hebrew people are like, man, that's super cool. That helps us kind of understand the identity of who God is. Like Yahweh, he he has done what he has done. I am what I am and I will do what I will do. But yeah, take me further, right? We have to go further. And so, so in further, there's this idea of the Hey, Rosh. And that is the symbol. Okay, so, so, so in Hebrew biblical st- st- study, they take it further. Instead of just taking a whole term and saying, so tell me how I define it. They're also going to say, but after I can define it, how do I pull it apart and, uh, and kind of understand the symbols that are. Yahweh is built a part of the Hebrew alphabet. The alphabetical characters combined together from, from Hebrew, it's, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I'm trying to explain this as far as how I think, and it's really hard. Um, so it's a Hebrew term. And the Hebrew term is built by the alphabetical characters that are in Hebrew. And here they are. Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. And in combining these things together, that is God's name. Okay, so yod he vav he, yod he vav he. So at home, it's it's kind of even fun just saying it. Like, hey, I'm a Hebrew expert. Yod he vav he, and this is God's name. 
And the thing that's hard about yod Hey vav Hey and how, how some people, they actually say how to say it is, is by saying the different characters because they don't have vowels here. Um, the typical term is going to have vowels that are a part of it that help people be able to say things how they're supposed to be said. So everything has vowels being a part of it, except yod he vav he does not have vowels at all. And so from the beginning of the origin of, the origin of, of yod he vav he people have said, but how do you say it? Because in Hebrew, you can't. You just can't say it. Um, how do you say it? Who should say it? Who has ideas on how to say God's name? And so how, how, um, how the average Hebrew scholar has, has talked about how it should be said is Yahweh, because they put those vows in there to be a part of that. However, they aren't in the text. It's just these symbols, yod, hey, vav, hey. And in the biblical context, it can't be said. And so the Hebrew scholars have debated it forever. What does it mean beyond the I am? And beyond the I am, the thing I am, and I've done what I've done, and I will do what I will do. How do you define yod Hey vav Hey? And so the thing that's so cool about Hebrew is the alphabet, it just simply isn't a whole bunch of consonants that go together that help you say things. They're also symbols. Um, there are symbols that, that the Hebrew alphabet is to actually define the things that things are. And so... For instance, a symbol here symbolizes hand. And then hey is behold. And then vav. There's a couple of things. There's like actually a handful of things. Uh, it could be a spike. It could be a hail. It could be a staff. Um, it's something that brings security. It's like you pound something in. You hold on to it. it it's that symbol. So hand beholds spike or staff or hail. And then again, behold. Um, because these hays, they're the same Thing. So, so going down in this Hebrew idea of taking Yahweh and saying it's very simple at top, it means the I am. But then going down here, it's, it's the I've done the things I've done. I am who I am and I will be who I will be, Yahweh. And then going down a bit further, it's the idea of symbol. And so spelling it out in Hebrew, Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. And then this idea, 
idea that we have the symbol of hand, behold, spike, behold. That's awesome. That's cool, but that isn't that helpful pulling this out from context. We got to go further. And so to go a bit further, there's the fourth and the final thing that Hebrew scholars do, and it's called sud. And the sud is the spiritual. So it's the things that you can't do by yourself. You can't uncover it. You can't, you can't like do the archaeology of it. They believe the spirit of God is at hand. And you invite God to tell you something that you possibly haven't ever seen before. The spirit of God in Hebrew is ruah. That's the spirit. Ruah uh, shows up at the very beginning of the Bible. It's before the earth has been uh, has 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 form or shape, the the Holy Spirit, the Ruah Kadosh hovers over the void and takes a survey. The same term is breath and spirit. They kind of hold hands and do their own thing. And and so during that, in the beginning of the Bible, ruah, and and it's that same thing, the idea of the creative process. Creation is at hand. That's the thing that's being brought in here is ruah. So that same thing is the thing that that happened during the time that God formed people from the soil and it hadn't been totally anything. It was just soil. And then God put his ruah into it, his breath, his spirit, and it turned into a human being in his image, right? And throughout the Old Testament, there's this idea of the the spirit comes, the breath comes and brings people to who they are, like the inspiration, the creative, the, the paraclete, the, uh, all the things. Ruah, 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 breath, breath, breath. There are Hebrew scholars who go back up here and they say, you can't say it because you can't say it. And they're not just symbols, but it's the ruah. It's the the spirit itself, it's the breath itself. It's, it's the essence of all things that are said, spoken, uh, alive. It's the yod Hey vav Hey, And there are Hebrew scholars who say, everyone is actually saying it all the time. If they're actually... Uh, human beings or everything that has breath is praising God because yod he vav he is the actual sound of breathing. And the thing that is this common thing that is happening for all of the created beings that have ever been is they are all saying the name of God. The average human being takes 26,000 breaths a day. There are these Hebrew scholars who would say the average person is saying yod he vav he 26,000 times a day proclaiming 
he is or the, the, the I am or because I can stand here today, he is, I am. And this is yod Hey vav Hey. And so if you think about yod Hey vav Hey, to say it how it's supposed to be said, you're actually just breathing yod Hey vav Hey. All throughout the Bible, there is this theme of the breath of God and the Hebrew scholars will circle that and say, yo, here it is. It's hand, it's behold, it's Spike, it's behold, it's yod, hey, vav, hey. It, 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 and it's, it is simply, uh, I have done what I've done and I will be what I will be and I'll do what I will do. I'm defined by, I can do whatever I want to do. And then it all circles back to this idea of being in front of a burning bush and him saying, I am. And you ball all of that up and it puts you in the spot of like, yeah, but tell me the thing it means. <laughs> and it, it, so if that's the question at the end of this, I think the thing that I'm trying to circle at is I'm pointing ahead to the, this like feeling, this feeling of excitement, this feeling of butterflies and this feeling of possibly, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, how can I buy into all of that? I, I'm not sure I've experienced this. And so if that is a posture that, that I hope I've kind of created here, you are in good company because there is the, this apostle who I am very fond of. Uh, people call him Doubting Thomas. And Doubting Th Thomas, I hate how they taught title him that because part of me thinks he had this firsthand encounter that the others did not. They, he got to touch the hands of Jesus because he asked the question. He brought up, he's like, wait a second. Okay, I see all of this spelled out here. I see you're standing in front of me, but I saw you die. I saw it happen. I cannot believe that you are who you say that you are until that I actually put the fingers that, that I have there inside of the hands that have been pierced. At that point, the thing that Jesus says to Thomas from a Hebrew perspective, he says, yod Hey vav Hey," taking on the identity of God because he is God. Behold the hand, behold the spike. Behold the hand, behold the spike. yod Hey. Vav hey. And Jesus invites Thomas to touch Yod hey Vav hey for the first time because Jesus is a hundred percent in the identity, the personage of God, Yod hey Vav hey. This is cool. This is exciting. This is big. However, 
here's something that I think is just a bit bigger just because it's something I experienced. So I got done preparing the content that I have here. And I'm, I'm so excited about this idea of the identity of God, the character of God, and Yode, Vave, and Yahweh, and I am, I am, and I've done what I've done. And, and then I feel all this like, man, this is really cool. And man, if people actually got this, I, I don't even know how you would handle it. Like, if, if they could see what I could see. And then I began to practice this whole sermon. And because I get so excited about it, I can barely speak and I can barely articulate any of it. And it's like, man, they're not going to understand me. And this content is really awesome. And if they got it, that'd be incredible, but you would probably do better to pick somebody else because I can't even say it. I can't say who you are apart from the speech impediment that I have. And your name is amazing. And I, I came to this spot, I was just sitting in like this idea of just feeling the like burden of like, man, I'm excited about this content. I'm excited about God's, God's identity and character and his name. I'm excited, but there's probably someone better to speak it because I can't talk. Man, the holiest of the things that I've probably ever encountered. Behold the hand, behold the staff. And I was brought back to the place that the same thing had been spoken before. Um, to the first person who God told, tell them, I sent you. And he, the, that person had a speech impediment too. And he said, who am, who am I to say the name of God? I can't even talk. Can someone else say it for me? And then I came to this spot of like, I was humbled. And then I was like, wow. And th then I thought, Everyone is debating how do I say the how do I say God's name? How do I pronounce it? How do we say it perfectly? How do we say God's name? Because people are scared to do it wrong. But the people that God picks to proclaim it can't even talk. There is something really holy and profound in this idea of God is who he is and he will do what he will do. And he has picked people who are broken, hurting, people who don't do things correct and he pursues them and calls them up to do great things. He will do what he will do. He is the I am. He is the breath. Yod, hey, vav, hey. He has done what he has done. He is who he is and he will do because the kingdom of God is at hand. So what does it mean? Tell me what Yahweh means. 
It means that you, if you call him by name, are in for a great adventure ahead. He, he invites you into something going forward because if you circle it all, he's saying, I have done what I have done. I am who I am. And if there is breath inside of who you are, I will show you who I will be. I am Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. What does it mean? Can you explain it? No, I can't, but I've encountered him and it's been incredible. And I'm excited to turn off the camera and go forward and experience the things that he is going to show today. So to bring us to the end here, so I'm going to say this again, but I'm going to proclaim it as who he is instead of having him to proclaim it to us. So here it is. You are Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate, the gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. You are Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. yod vav God, thank you for who you have been are and are always going to be. Thank you for your depth of compassion and grace and holiness. Thank you that you have, have d- done things, are doing things, and there are plans that you have ahead that you are doing and that you are inviting us into. Thank you that, that you are a specific and that you are a definitive, and that you are Yahweh. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for being here, preparing the space for us. In Christ I pray, amen. Hi, thanks for... Okay. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for joining us for this sermon discussion time. We're excited for this conversation. Bruce, so good to have you so here So good with to us. be a part of it today. Hey, I'm looking welcome. forward to this. Very awesome. much so. Very good. If you haven't met, this is pa- met him. This is Pastor Bruce. He's one of our pastors here on staff. He's, and he's been here like for a super a long, long time, time too. So if people have like, it's like be exposed to Pastor Bruce. He's yeah. amazing. Almost as long as you've been, 17 years. That's cool. awesome. So, KJ. I'm exhausted from that. I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I got a great like, message. What High energy, happened? dude. What well, just happened? Because you, you pour your heart out. And that's where I'm sitting right now. And if you are just coming out of this sermon, I feel like you, um, you cause this hunger, which is something that Pastor Ellen touched last week on this this hunger for more. And I think coming out of your message, I'm like, yes, I want that. I want to experience it. And just the 
the profound, you know, the greatness and the depth of everything about who God is. And it's just so fascinating to me, like even how you open up, but just how we, um, we want to understand things and we want to, we want to define and we want to determine and, and we mm -hmm. do this and we sometimes squish big concepts so we can explain it in 30 seconds. And, you know, we want to get some big concepts and big ideas and who God is and his name and like this, who he is. The I get it 100%. And how much do we miss right. when we do that? Absolutely. And so I love being like, no, mm -hmm. there's so much more that will not ever reach even close to the end of exactly. unpacking of who God is and everything about his name. Yeah. So I think this makes me hungry. Yeah. You know, there was a book that was written in 1973 by J.I. Packer. It was called Knowing God. And it shaped a generation of Bible teachers and pastors. And I had to read it when I was in Bible college. Uh -huh. And it was a phenomenal book explaining all sorts of stuff about God that really helped me to think more clearly. But it wasn't until probably the 1990s when I engaged with another tool called Experiencing God <laughs> that helped me realize that all that I had learned while it was helpful really did not scratch the surface in terms of my encounter with God. Mm -hmm. It was cerebral, it was informational. Mm -hmm. It never became transformational. Mm -hmm. And that second book, that tool that was used, Experiencing God, really helped me consider the fact of what you were going after in this message, that we really can't know God. God is not one who just informs us. Yeah. He's one who wants to transform us. He's one who wants to inch us into deeper and deeper, more meaningful encounters that we'll never fully be able to grasp who he is as long as we're here on this earth. And uh, yeah. that's been yeah. a lifetime, just really coming and living within that reality. Yeah, that's so good. I love uh, this, just this idea that it, it's not about, clo and we were talking about this last week, it's not about closing the book, like here are all the answers, okay, I'm, I'm done, you know, I can put this away, but rather it's about opening more and more doors, like I need, I need to hear more, I need to learn more, I need to talk more, I need to pray more, I, I want... I want more, so it's not, this was not the end. This was the beginning. You know, the, what you brought today is, was never intended to yeah, finish the conversation. Yeah, I did a really poor job explaining the character of God. I mean, like, the identity of God. If like, did, right. I, I can't, and, I, 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 and so, so I'm totally not, like, sh shaming it, but so if someone attempts to say, here's the entirety of who God is, they're going to fall flat on their face. Right. And talk about being set up to fail. Um, it's like that type of, of thing. Yeah. But like a big part is at the same time, it doesn't have to be complex. In fact, it's, it's very simple. Um, that, that God doesn't, does not have to have someone who's a Bible scholar to understand sure. who he is. Right. Um, so I even so, so I told you this the other day, how uh, 
so I was about to prepare like some of this content, but then I thought I'm gonna go down to the older um, because I felt like God said go down to Boulder. I'm going to buy you breakfast. And I'm like, okay, cool. I have not been to Boulder forever. And then I'm going to go and have breakfast and prepare the sermon or whatever. So I'm there at this coffee shop. I'm picking out things. The person behind the counter said, so can I buy you breakfast? And and the girl said, Jesus told me to. And I was like, I kind of expected that because he told me he would. <laughs> um, but it goes here in this idea. Has that happened there in the Bible? Uh-uh. However, he does the things that he does. Yeah. And like, did that surprise me at all? No. And f- But it surprised her. Uh, I was like, sounds good to me. I expected that. And, um, and so I got to tell her the story of the whole point that I came down here had simply been because he told me he'd buy me <laughs> breakfast and I was just showing up and, and like, that's a part of who he is. And so if our goal is to have these huge, like, Sinai experiences, probably that isn't going to happen, yeah. but he'll buy you breakfast. <laughs> But isn't that the wonder of it all? The, the amazing God who cannot be described right. intersects with our lives in seemingly ordinary, simple, you know, unspectacular way, things. Yeah, ways. like breakfast. Like breakfast in Boulder. Yeah. Or just speaking, whispering in our ear and prompting us to say a word to somebody and it's exactly what they need to hear. Yeah. And I think that, I would rather engage with God at that level than try to cerebrally figure them out and invest my life in trying to get all of my information so accurate that I miss the wonder of God intersecting with my life in the little little places. I think that's what I mean when there's so much more. It's not about academically. It's not like I need more education, but like there's so much more to experience. There's so much more about who God is. Even like when you're talking about Jesus telling Thomas, behold the hand, behold the nail. Way back in. That's sick. I mean, you guys have to think like, what the heck? I was hearing you say that and I'm like, oh my gosh, look where this is playing out. So when you went to that passage, I'm like, oh my word. Yodhevave. Like, it's just like, you can just see him saying, Yodhevave. And that makes sense. But think back in Moses, like, he didn't know, you know, just how things keep. um, But I should have done a better job to this. How how God told him to pick up the staff. Staff. Right. That's his name. Name. Yodhevave. Pick up the staff. Behold. your hand pick up the staff like you're not alone i am with you and so the actual thing that he was about to do through moses is who he is Uh uh-huh yeah yeah no that's that's, it's like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all these mind-blowing insights about his name but i love how but it doesn't end there and then there's more. And then it doesn't end there. Uh-uh. And then there's more. Right. Because the thing that's cool is, is so it had been this whole journey of 
Moses to see who he is. If God is, then who is he? I'll show you. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. I just think there's something. Yeah. There's something so cool about the invitation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Compared to, like, just shutting the door and explaining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And. And just how powerful that in that place you got to experience something. In that place we get to experience something. And I think this this awe is something that I feel like I could use more of that. And I think most of us could really use more of that in sitting in that place of, oh my gosh, God, who are you? And tasting bits by bits and the the different places that he will take us and um it's it's a very um like I said already in the beginning hunger provoking in me <laughs> uh, I mean I've like heard heard people talk about as far as this idea of like the the breath and human breath and so everything that is breathing is proclaiming yote vavhe yote vavhe and it's this proclaiming that god is the essence of kind of all things and so i've heard people say that 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 if someone cannot say that the the name name of god God, they died Oh, because, because they're not breathing, breathing, breathing. anymore. Uh-huh. And the thing that keeps us going is pr- is proclaiming God's mm-hmm. name. Yeah. And then I've heard from the same people that people can sit across from the table the table and they can be like from uh, this perspective that they don't believe that there is a god but the very breath that they said it from is proclaiming his very existence (laughs) and and how Uh but it's that 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 biblical passage that says so everything that is breathing Uh praises god Uh and it's kind of like everything it doesn't have a choice to praise god or not so if it's breathing Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. So I'm curious, what is something through, so you've been meditating on this for the past couple of few weeks, however Years. long. Years. Well, <laughs> like, are for, you this, me? for this oh particular gosh. message, yeah. what is something, I know you have yeah. been studying this and pursuing God for decades, but for this particular message, what is something uh, that maybe you haven't shared or something else that is in your heart in this topic. Yeah. Uh, um, so I think something that uh, that I totally forgot to talk about, but I didn't have a whole lot of time here anyway. I, I kind of was kind of everywhere. It is is for the Hebrew people, 
during the whole the Exodus journey. Uh-huh. They've been a part of the Egyptian, you know, thing for a very, 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 very mm-hmm. super long time. Mm-hmm. And to the point that the God of of their forefathers has not been a part of the, their understanding, hasn't been a part of their experience. Mm-hmm. You talk about people who have been indoctrinated mm-hmm. to a yeah. culture in the Egyptian culture. But then there's this God who the Hebrew people don't have a clue who he is. And but have heard. They've heard that their great, 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 great grandfather had a God who that possibly could be him. But who knows? And they're pulled out by this God and they have no idea who he is. And the whole posture that God has, uh, it's, I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think there's something really cool because he, at that point, he, 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 he the invitation to show them, he does not there at a single point in time here's who I am. But he invites them to go into the desert for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And the desert, that's a place that people can't survive. That's how come it's called a desert, Mm -hmm. right? You can't survive there. It's a desert. And apart from him showing up day after day after day after day after day, you can't eat, you can't drink, you don't have right. path, you don't have direction. Everything mm-hmm. that people are dependent upon is on the presence of God and him showing up. Wow. If God doesn't show up, yeah. it's very mm-hmm. obvious, yeah. right? No but worries. at the beginning of this is, he, he's saying, I'm going to show you who I am. Mm-hmm. And then there's this 40-year time span Day after day of God showing up to show them, here's who I am. And there's something about that that people, especially in our culture today, our goal is to open a book and figure out who God is. But like he's like dying to show us. Yeah. Or something. Right. Yeah, and I'm 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 excited mm. about that idea. Yeah. like he he's excited to show us. He's excited to call us forward. He's excited. Here's who he is. He's going to show us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. That's that's so good. Well, it's what you said. It's the the power of God showing up. You know, th- there are times when I have been so busy and I've been feeling overwhelmed and it's been. God, where are you in the midst of what's going on in my life at any mm-hmm. given point in time? And yet it's when I have carved out time to just be alone with God, 
Uh, maybe I'll have a Bible, maybe I'll have a notepad, but just inviting God to show up and to make his presence known to me in that moment and to speak to me, to mm -hmm. reveal himself to me. And it never ceases to amaze me when I invite God into that space, when I quiet myself, when I remove myself from the ordinary routine, just to be still enough to hear him speak and reveal his heart, reveal his presence, reveal his, his character to me. Right. Um, it has been so life-giving. Oftentimes, it's not something that I didn't already know to some degree, but in that moment when God has shown up and I've given him margin in my life to show up, I've heard him, I've, I've reflected on him, I've considered his presence in my life in deeper, more powerful ways than I ever had before. But again, it's like going to Boulder and God speaking, go to Boulder, I'm going to buy you breakfast, and God speaking. Are, do we slow down enough to allow him to do that? You know, you could have easily said, that was kind of a crazy idea. That doesn't fit into my <laughs> schedule. I don't have time to go to Boulder. Why would I go to Boulder? I could eat breakfast in Greeley. Yet there was a piece of what God spoke to your heart. And when I've been faithful in taking time to hear from God and engage with God in moments like that when he's spoken to me, I never cease to be amazed how he reveals himself to me. And the fact that he yeah. longs to do that just amazes me. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for this conversation. I want to finish with a quote that you said to me earlier, but I didn't make it to the sermon. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You said, the name of God is not an incantation. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. And I just, I will, I will keep this one. The name of God is not an incantation. It's an experience. Amen. So. That is a good quote. <laughs> it's a really good way to end. It kind of summarizes all of this, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for this extra moment together. I hope you can go and ex experience this. And if you want to talk, you can come to our church's website anytime. There's a chat box it, and we're actually there. It, yeah, it's us. <laughs> we're actually there. So yeah. if you want to share your thoughts or have questions, mm. we would love to chat with you. So Absolutely. Have a blessed rest of your day. <laughs>